Is the Myers-Briggs personality test bullshit? I don't think it is. But I want to dig deeper. I want to see which person, which, which leaders have which personality type. And if there is a best one to have. Some of them sound better than others. But I wonder if there is an actual best one to have for a specific type of leadership. I don't know. So I'm sure you've all heard of the Myers-Briggs personality test. If you haven't, it's worth doing. It's pretty good. Mine has always been ENTJ. Or the commander. I think it's pretty spot on. A lot of people aren't so convinced that they are accurate. I think that's just probably because they don't like their answers, if I'm honest. I'm going to read through mine. And... Then I found some really fascinating stuff about uh, some some fictional leaders, and it gets a bit scary. It gets a bit it gets a bit freaky. So I'm just gonna fly through it. So the ENTJ personality type, the commander. The E stands for extroverted. So they thrive on social interactions. They enjoy spending time with others and feel energized by engaging in conversations and collaborative efforts. I love my own space though as well. So eh, maybe. N is for intuitive. These individuals are drawn to abstract and theoretical information. They prefer thinking about the future and envisioning creative possibilities. Spot on. Thinking is the T. So make decisions based on objective and logical data. Personal feelings and emotions play a minor role in their choices. Very true. I think that comes from... Uh, I've mentioned it before. My my past and being adopted. And I've I've kind of shut off a lot of my emotional connections to things so I can switch them on and off and I use a lot of logic it was kind of a coping mechanism so I'm I'm a bit more of a Dr. Spock sort of thing so I'm very robotic sometimes when it comes to big decisions so yeah definitely thinking and the last one's judging, J is for judging so they're planners I'm a planner planner, I'm very much a planner so it says having a structured schedule and a clear course of action gives them a sense of predictability and control. Yeah, I'm a massive, massive planner. So the strengths. The strengths are leadership skills. They're natural born leaders, projecting authority and charisma. They inspire others to rally behind common goals. They're self-assured. Their confidence and determination drive them towards success. They're well organized. They excel at planning and problem solving. And they're good decision makers. They prioritize logic and efficiency. I agree with all that. Weaknesses, impatience, they dislike delays and inefficiency. I hate to say it, but it's true. Very impatient. Stubbornness, once they've made up their minds, changing their stance is challenging. Again, I hate to admit it, I think I'm very open-minded and I listen to everyone's ideas, but once that decision is made, Sometimes I can be a bit stubborn, so I would agree with that. Insensitivity. They may lack empathy, focusing more on rationality. I hate to say it, but I can be very insensitive sometimes when it comes to making a decision, because you just got to sh get shit done. That's the way it is. And, and again, I think that comes from that coping mechanism I got from being adopted, where I just, I just learned to switch off emotion at times. Um, aggressiveness. ENTJs can be assertive to the point of being forceful. 
Only when it's needed. But yes, I have the ability to be aggressive. Uh, not proud of it, but it does. There is a time and a place for it, I believe. I think you need to be in control of that, though. And you also need to know when not to be. It's a very fine line. But having the ability to be, I think, is very important. Intolerance. They have little patience for incompetence. <sighs> yes and no. I think if, if some... Someone is aware that they are incompetent. I've got all the patience in the world. Someone wants to learn. I've got all the patience in the world. People who think they're better than they are drives me insane. People who don't understand their incompetence, they don't think they're incompetent, pisses me off. And I'm sure people would say the same about about me. And you know, all of these things. I could be being a bit of a hypocrite at times with all of these things. But yeah, I, I can get a bit pissed off when people are a lot shitter than they think they are anyway so cognitive functions dominant function is extroverted thinking so use logical analysis to make decisions and judgments and then auxiliary auxiliary function is inverted intuition so they explore abstract concepts and envision future possibilities both very much spot on i use a lot of logical analysis statistical analysis you can see that with the videos i'm doing i'm trying to pick things apart to make decisions and judgments and yeah, spot on and then exploring abstract concepts and envision future possibilities. Exactly, again, what I'm, exactly what I'm doing with these uh, podcasts. Trying to problem solve, plan ahead, crack the code, find the answers. So it is pretty much spot on. Here's where it gets a bit worrying. There are two types of ENTJ. Not good. And it says, essentially, there are two versions or, or, or there is a bit of a spectrum of the ENTJ personality type there is healthy ENTJ which let's just call it a plus 10 and then the unhealthy ENTJ which let's call it a minus 10 this freaked me out a little bit I, I think, I would like to say, I'm very much a healthy ENTJ. But it really freaked me out when I read about the different types of personality that are unhealthy ENTJ. So, the healthy ENTJ, it says that there's, um, they lead by example. So they emphasise values and integrity. They inspire others through their actions and create an environment where people feel safe and empowered. I like to think that is very much me. I like making people feel safe. I love empowering other people and telling them they should be believing in themselves. And I very much like doing that. Um, yeah, and integrity. I think integrity's, integrity is massive, 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 massive. So um, I definitely agree with that one I like that one so balanced decision making they use their dominant function which is the extroverted thinking effectively they consider consequences weigh up options and make informed decisions I agree with that I think that's very much me hard working and productive they work hard but understand the importance of balance they avoid overworking and recognize the difference between diligence and burnout uh, I think that comes with experience but most definitely yeah I, I would say that's me Emotionally aware. While not naturally emotional, they acknowledge the impact of their actions on others. Their introverted feeling helps them consider feelings and perspectives. Do you know what? I think my emotional intelligence is very high. But my... At times, my compassion is very low. My tolerance... My... 
how do I put this? When someone is bitching and moaning about something very, very minor that's happened in their life, but it's a big thing for them, I find it very, very difficult to show any compassion for their feelings. Because for me, when someone says, oh, I, I was going out on my birthday and, you know, my car broke down. And yeah, it's a bit annoying. So it ended up ruining my birthday. So and 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 they moan about things like that. In my head, I'm thinking. So wait a minute, wait a minute. You were stuck in your car with your children, so you didn't make your birthday meal, and now you're bitching and moaning about how your birthday was ruined. In my head, shut the fuck up, because there are people in Gaza right now who are it's their birthday, and they're pulling their dead children's bodies from underneath the rubble where they've been bombed people in war zones everywhere where their kids are getting slaughtered and murdered and i can't even comprehend that i can't comprehend what it must be like to go through that so have i got any right to moan whatsoever no for me i've got no tolerance for anyone that bitches and moans about a first world problem i find it very difficult to show any compassion to someone who moans about something minor something minor oh i wanted to have a sandwich and all the bread was gone or the bread was moldy and it's just ruined my day i think shut the fuck up i hate it so yeah i definitely say that that is a bit of an issue for me but again with my background it is what it is so respecting boundaries they maintain moral boundaries even when pursuing goals they avoid impulsive immoral behavior yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, here's the unhealthy ENTJ, and this is where it got a bit freaky, and I was like, damn, this scary that I, I'm glad I'm on the healthy end. But this is where it gets a bit freaky. So it says, um, an unhealthy ENTJ will be, uh, it says, TC loop. They become reckless, ignoring their introverted intuition. They the decisions lack perspective, leading to chaos. Uh, yeah, that's not me. I'm glad that's not me. Moral boundary violations. Unhealthy ENTJs may disregard their moral compass. They engage in impulsive, selfish, or even illegal actions, stepping over their usual boundaries. Again, this is where I would say I'm very much not this, because, thank God, because uh, I've got very high morals, and I... I, I believe that everyone should be protected when they need it regardless if it's the strongest person in the world or the best leader in the world at times everyone needs protecting and it is your duty when that person needs it to be there for them if you have the ability to so i think that yeah that's definitely not me this one the, the moral boundary violations so consistent burnout they push themselves relentlessly celebrating burnout as a badge of honor this negatively impacts their personal lives and work that's not me that's not me i know that i perform better when i'm rested and i've spent time with my family but i i will when i'm with my family i'm with my family when i need to recharge i'm recharging I'm, i it sounds mad but my wife hates it i will say right i need to plan in my diary in two weeks time these three hours is my is i'm gonna relax and I'm going to spend time. And she's like, how can you just plan rest? And I'm like, I have to plan it. I have to, I have to know in advance the times that I'm 
I'm working at this time, three till five, and then I've got family time, five till seven, and then I'm working seven till nine, and she's just like, you're mad. Can't you just have a day off? Nope. I've got a plan in my rest. So I can switch off. I fully switch off. I fully disengage. That way I'm not tempted to drift in and out. I'm like, nope. I get back to work at seven, and because I know I'm working again at seven, I can fully switch off. So I have to plan it in advance. So I don't get the burnout. I skate on the edge of it, definitely. And sometimes I do over push it, but I think that balance is super important. So next one is emotional disconnect. They become ruthless, unyielding and egocentric. Their FI turns inward, making them insensitive to others' feelings. Do you know what? I've always seen... There are certain characters, fictional characters, and I've seen them and thought... If the wrong thing had happened to me on the wrong day when I was younger, I could have gone down that road. I could have become, you know, the Joker from Batman. I could have gone down a dark path. But I didn't. I didn't. So, yeah, I can I can fully understand this one, the emotional disconnect. Uh, I'm glad I don't have that, but I can, I can see it. Ego-driven behaviour. They may use anger, intimidation or manipulation to achieve their goals. Their ego dominates, hindering growth and collaboration. That's not me. That's not me. Um, when it says they may use anger, intimidation or manipulation to achieve their goals. Anger and intimidation, no. Manipulation, for the greater good, potentially. Maybe. I did I did in one of my other videos, I, I discussed, um, sorry, one, one of the other podcasts, I did discuss manipulation versus persuasion and how there was a, a professor who discussed manipulation and he said manipulation is, is inherently bad and persuasion is inherently good. And I thought, I, I don't agree with that because I think persuasion is trying to push someone towards something. It kind of like peer pressure, whereas manipulation is like the film Inception, where you're convincing someone to do something, make them think it's their idea, but they don't know that you've convinced them to do it. For me, that's manipulation. And I think with the power of manipulation, is it comes a responsibility to use it for good. So it's a power that can be used for bad, but I think if you use it for good, then you are... It's, it's up to you as the user to wield that power for good. So I think manipulation... Uh, can be used for good if if you are if someone doesn't want to do make the right decision you can this is where it gets really really uh, people say is it right is it ethical to do this but if someone is bad and you convince them to do something good you manipulate them not convince them you manipulate them into doing something good am I bad for manipulating them, the bad person to do good? Or do I have a duty to do that because I have the ability to do that and they are inherently bad and they're going to do something bad and I've manipulated them out of it? So I think it's how you use that. You can use it for your own gain, but I don't think you should unless it is for the greater good. So anyway, moving on. Some of the personalities that I saw, which freaked me out a little bit, uh, one of them was, so looking at these, they're fictional personalities, some of them. So we've got Mufasa from The Lion King. He is an ENTJ. And I thought, oh, cool, my favourite film, my favourite character. When I was young, I 
as I've said, being adopted, that was my fantasy. I think was I wanted a dad like Mufasa. I wanted that regal, powerful, protective, noble. I wanted that. That was what I wanted my father to be. Um, if I ever met him, and and I think it's this is why it's difficult for people who are adopted for when they meet their parents. You paint this picture of, like my biological mother. I've I've painted a picture of her as this angel that could do no wrong she's perfect in every way and it's very unfair because I think you then meet them and no matter what they're never going to live up to your expectations so what you want and what you get two different things but that this is Mufasa was who I, I wanted to be my father when I was younger so looking up the ENTJ different fictional characters is quite interesting so you got um, the healthy ENTJs, just put it online and it's just said uh, assertive, confident, decisive. So you've got, some of these I don't even know, but you've got Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders, Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, I mean do I really want that? Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, Cruella DeVille, I'm not sure these are healthy, I don't know if this is a bad thing. So, looking at Thomas Shelby's personality, it says a charismatic, confident, and competent leader, master manipulator, and a skilled planner who uses his words, gaze, and body language to influence others. He's driven by power, achievement, and self direction, and is not afraid to face challenges and enemies. He's calm and practical in the face of his personal struggles, but also vocal about his emotions and feelings. He's likely an ENTJ. Yeah, it does sound a bit like me, I've got to be honest. Um, so, yeah. I'm not quite sure how, if being an ENTJ is, is good or not, but it says that you're a natural leader, very decisive, uh, a lot of planning, and you are manipulative. I would say can be manipulative. I think that's the difference. You've got the skill to, to be like that, but you just know when to use it and when not. And and only use it for, for good. So... Uh, interesting. I just, like I said, I just found I didn't realise there were healthy and unhealthy ENTJs. I I would love to do some more research on other leaders from the past who are EN, ENTJ. Just just for my pure interest. Um, and I think looking at different leaders of the past who were deemed as good. And again, it depends on what you mean is good. Successful, does that mean good? Uh, leader had longevity, does that mean good? I don't know, it depends on your definition. But I, I do want to look at, let's just call them uh, known leaders, famous leaders, leaders of the past. And just see what they all have in common. So that's something I'm definitely going to look up as well. Again, the, the problem is a lot of people say that the Myers-Briggs is a bit bullshit, but... I do think it'd be interesting to look at, just go down that path and see see what the results are. But for now, uh, I'll leave it as that. It's just introduction, I suppose, to where my mind's going on, on personality traits. So I do think it's, it's fascinating. And uh, I think it'd be really interesting to see where the majority 
lay, if that makes sense. So like I said, you got Mufasa was at ENFJ, and then uh, I can't remember who the other one was, and the INTJ. So you've got there. There are some different different characters in there. I think it would be good to look at. Uh, of course, it's very good to look at leaders from the past, but I, like real leaders. But I also think it's fascinating to look at fictional ones. So someone like Optimus Prime from Transformers. I know it sounds ridiculous, but the way they are, it's it's very interesting to look at. So um, yeah, I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna try and see if there are any, if anyone knows of any, any any previous studies on fictional characters and their leadership personality type. Uh, yeah, I, I'm super intrigued by it at the moment, just to see what is classed as a good leader and what isn't. Um, but yeah, it freaked me out a little bit when I was reading up on it earlier, the healthy and unhealthy ENTJ. Thank fuck I'm not unhealthy ENTJ, but I haven't found many healthy ENTJs either, So, or good examples. When it says Bane and... Thomas Shelby are healthy examples, and Cruella de Vil, I think, fuck me, how bad the unhealthy ones then? So yeah, not great, but um, I'm going to try and make myself feel a little bit better by looking up some better examples, because the ones i found are horrific. But uh, yeah, interesting. I want to see where this goes, I want to see... If anyone knows any experts on the Myers-Briggs, I, I wouldn't mind speaking to someone about it and seeing um, seeing if they can talk about any previous leaders of the past and how their personality types affected what they did. And I wonder if there are certain personality types that fit different types of leadership. So when you've got sporting leadership, military leadership, business leadership, I wonder if a different Myers-Briggs suits different types of leadership. Um, or if it is just bullshit. I, I don't think it is, but um, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. So, uh... Yeah, food for thought. Let me know what you think. Send me a message. Ask me some questions. Tell me I'm talking shit. Whatever you want. I'm happy for all the feedback in the world. Um, if you think I'm barking up the wrong tree and I need to focus my study elsewhere, then please let me know. Uh, but I think it's interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it goes, especially with the fictional. I find, I find that fascinating with the fictional characters. I don't know why. But... Uh, yeah, cool. Thank you. And um, I will speak to you again soon. Ciao, ciao.